everybody. Welcome to another Marketing Meander with Sally and Sam. Uh, today we're talking customer journeys. And uh, we, well, this could go in any direction, effectively. It's going to go along some sort of journey, we hope. And uh, we have a, a whole number of, of things to discuss. And I think this one will probably run on and on and on. And there will probably be lots of things to, uh, to question us about after it. So uh, we're going to get stuck in. So we've got um, a journey, number of touch points along that journey. And um, we're trying to understand what the physical, the online, the uh, various touch points are for people. And how long is the customer journey? Do you know what your customer journey is? And where does it all start? So, Sally, I'm going to chuck that all to you to, oh, to kick us off. Thank you so uh, much. How we actually start. <laughs> I think... Um, it's we, last time we were talking about audiences effectively what we're now talking about is the path those audiences are going to take to get from their first interest in you all the way through to buying your service and then recommending you to their friends so it's that travel so basically it's how they get down the funnel and how they and how you touch them as they move down that funnel and then how you work with them at the end after purchase because that the journey doesn't stop with the purchase and it's very very important as we said last time when we we're talking about audiences that it doesn't stop with the purchase because once they've purchased something they are then going to start helping you get other customers to start their journey with you mm. so that it's a kind of it's a it's a holistic relationship you're building with these people and i think what you have to think is from the very first moment when you first start promoting to them that's your first relationship with these customers. So the first time you send out any kind of advertising, then that customer is starting their journey with you. The first time they see it in an advert or they get an email from you, the journey starts. And you have to recognize that you have to recognize as much as they have to recognize that the journey started. And you can't just let them get on with it on their own. You need to lure, nurture, drag, um, shove, um, guide these people through and it depends the type of thing you're selling I mean the whole relationship is not going to be the same if you're selling um, something that costs £40,000 compared to someone that costs £4.50 that customer journey is going to be very different and you have to recognize that you can't think a customer journey is just one shape it's multiple shapes mm -hmm. and you have to make sure that you've recognized what your customer is going to be experiencing down this journey because you don't want to scare them just as they're about to buy something mm -hmm. yeah because you, you said something strange to them so i think in a way maybe a kind of physical analogy would be like the moment you go through a shop door go through a shop there's actually nothing worse i think if you're english than going through a shop and all of a sudden um a customer service operative rushing up to you and saying hello can i help you what are you looking for mm -hmm. most of us would go oh nothing i have to leave and yeah. we would probably back out the shop and you've got in a way that's what's happening now whether they come onto your website or they land on your facebook page don't pounce on them probably and then you're guiding them through your through their shop and some of it's got to be invisible because when i get into a shop i don't want to have um arrows i know i have to have because it's covid arrowed on the or arrows on the line now but really i want to be invisibly lured to go and look at those origin origin origins oranges over there that have been so perfectly lit that i can't I can't stop walking towards them and the music that's playing in my shop is making me feel comfortable and happy and that's making me think oh i feel very nice about all this now 
and then you know occasionally when you go into a supermarket there will be voice what you'll hear voices saying oh we've got an offer on pineapples come to our pineapple section and i might wander over there because i'm feeling very comfortable but you're replicating that physical walking journey that you do in a shop with everything else every other relationship you're having with your customer online or face to face that journey is what you're doing you're mapping them all the way to the till mm, absolutely what do you know what i was talking to somebody this morning about customer journey and customer journeys in a sort of uh, a complex sort of high high level higher end purchase and we were trying you know because i love talking in analogies anyway and, and, and it was the whole thing about you know about the shop you know and we always say don't we like our websites are our shop window yeah. and and really then i think just working in that sort of way particularly if you're looking at whatever because i think a lot of people do a lot of the time they kind of they well obviously they 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 produce things they sell them and they don't often think about really what is that journey and then breaking it down into the simple kind of understanding of here's the shop window somebody sees something in the window looks good you open the door welcome them in and then you know they go through the points of sort of saying oh well is this you know picking up the grapefruit and giving it a squeeze to see if it's you know the right the right ripeness the smell whatever you know the right price to then go off and buy it and, and you sort of welcome them into your you know whether these days of course increasingly your online experience to say well here is everything and it's nice and easy to find what you want why you want it and yeah. so the best websites the ones where it's going to be more of a like a good shopkeeper would say say, oh hello mrs mrs goggins i remember you from coming here you know two weeks ago for our handbags perhaps and i know that you really like the brown leather and uh, we've just got some fresh in so effectively your your website your 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 architecture is that knowledgeable shopkeeper the more you know about your customer your audience like from last time we were talking the better experience it's going to be the more likely they are to purchase um, that's exactly right and you've got to know that you you got to make sure in fact your crm system might help you do this because you've got to make sure that you don't overburden them with information they don't want you also don't keep telling them the same thing again so if they've come to your website again they probably don't want you to come up with the same messages about this is on offer we've got new leather in our new handbag colors are in blah blah if they were there yesterday what they want is a little nudge a bit further down the line to say Oh, hello again. You were here yesterday. And we know that you looked very closely at this yellow handbag. Is it, did you walk away from it because you can't find the right size? We can help you with that. And so you need to kind of, it all, it's all about luring a little bit further on. Mm. Yeah. And, and as you say, and, and the, the crucial things about, you know, both, both having your, you know, your, 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 your handbags and the goo, which we mentioned with Amanda many times, the goo uh, in, in, in next to the handbags, the appropriate ones next to the appropriate handbags. But then also, as you say, it's like keeping an eye on your customers, understanding the monitoring of yep. them, which I guess connects to definitely the analytics side of things. And, and also, I suppose, the fact that once they leave the shop, uh, then you're making sure that you're sending around that, that, that leaflet or that, that reminder, that phone call to chase up to say, yep. well, I say chase up. Perhaps that, that's very salesy, isn't it? But, but more, <laughs> to, more to say, oh, yes, we saw you in this week. And perhaps you'd like to we'll just retarget you to come back to the shop tomorrow. Yep. And, uh, and and buy that bag that you were clearly looking at and uh, exactly right. and there, there might there might be people that they may also have a relationship with your content strategy because you might find that this person has walked in and looked at that handbag for f- five times in a row and never done it 
And yeah. actually, maybe they're just not sure about the type of leather you've made it out. And now is the time to send them the white paper you've done about um, the type of leather and how it's produced and how much you pay for it and how it's fair trade. And that might help them get through. So you have to be nicely linked to your content strategy. Mm-hmm. And it's interesting because, I mean, I think as well, the kind of it's the the terra incognita or, or, or trying to look beyond beyond the, the the person walking around the shop as you say like i hate it when someone comes up to me all used to happen in certain like tech stores and things someone comes up to me, oh can i help you can i help you can I help you and obviously my stock reply is always well, i'm just browsing I'm just browsing but they don't really know if i've got a burning desire to to buy that television over there necessarily yep. but then i might ask some questions around certain attributes and things that i'm, I'm after or they or they're talented in asking me what it is i'd like to to get or, or even actually, I mean, if they're really clever and sort of a persona idea where basically I come in and I've got, you know, my wife and my, my children, my young children with me. And then they're thinking, ah, right. OK, so now big value purchase. He's going to have it for ooh, probably five years. Perhaps the kids are mm, roughly 10 years old now. Maybe they'll be sort of teenagers. So probably want something that can do gaming, perhaps maybe in the future or it's going to future proof it. Big investment. Yep. Don't want to knock it over and smash it. Might need insurance. All these kind of little attributes and the, the persona they perceived. Yeah. Of course, they they might have all that, and we might with our customers think, well, we think that you know this person fits this 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 uh, profile, this persona. But it's getting to that, isn't it? It's actually teasing us out of them, and without being too too pushy to try and push somebody away. But you you what you want to find out more whilst being helpful don't you so it's almost the sentiment of yeah. where you're coming from isn't it i think that's that's a audience. really good point because you have to recognize that not everybody is going to go at the same speed during their customer journey they mm. might well take exactly the same path but they will almost certainly all be traveling at different speeds so you might have this, this young gentleman who's arrived there with his family and his two children he's you know just been made redundant but they know they need a new televisions but he can't jump at that television because he hasn't got he's worried about there being a better offer online maybe so he's all very worried and he can't stay in the shop for very long actually because his son terence is very tempted to go and get inside a fridge freezer and that's causing him an awful lot of distraction so you have to make sure that you're watching your customers and not actually pulling them too fast down the journey that you think they ought to be taking and, yeah. more from, and even more important, if they start resisting that path, so they just stop coming into the shop or try and f- give them a different path. Don't just keep shoving them from behind. Go and take their hand and say, ah, oh, perhaps you'd like to come and look at this fridge freezer that your son is getting into. Is he getting into it because he thinks it's very an interesting fridge freezer and perhaps you'd like to buy one of those? So it's just possible that you need, that you need to have a different path yeah absolutely sort of giving those options isn't it really and then i think from a say from a marketing point of view it's then that and these days we have uh well proliferation of different options and things ways ways we can stay in touch with somebody so we might say yes so just just follow us on you know you're very non-committal but just follow us on twitter or 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 maybe you know maybe even give your email address and you can keep up to date with what we're doing and you know you can't afford this now but come you know black friday or you know new year's boxing day sales we will have reductions on here and I mean even things like clever little tools I always remember from my um studying at the uh, Institute of Direct Marketing when I did my diploma on, on digital marketing when it was all quite new in a way and, and sort of website widgets and things were all new the rage and it was this guy who always gave really good examples and he, he always used his own life you know about I always remember he talked about Argus and, uh, and 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 it was like you know this was this was amazing this was breaking sort of news about how an Argus 
um, could, you know, that he registered with Arga the, the lo in, say, the local shop. I think he, he didn't know where the shops were to begin with to sort of service this Arga. And he said, well, it's quite specialist, but I want it to be an official Arga, you know, brand's shop. And so he goes on their website and it was one of the first places that actually had, you know, a, a map with, you know, the little dots on there say with a logo saying this is where an Arga centre is. And, you know, they had ways of just helping him to book in the service and get reviews and, and all this sort of business. Yeah. And also things like, um, I think it was Hotel uh, uh, Chocolat, where it was, okay. I always remember this one. Again, this is, this sounds like a meander off topic, but it's not. Um, it's, uh, it's where he, he was ordering um, uh, chocolates for his wife because she loved chocolates and it was their anniversary, I think, or, and, and for her birthday. And then one year he, he, whatever, he was late. He forgot to get it ordered in time. So he went on there and thought, well, I better, better late than never. And so he ordered a pack of chocolates. And then they said to him, oh, well, we noticed that your buying pattern, because you obviously were signed in and registered our website, you buy this every year. And uh, as these places do, you know, florists and people, don't they say, what, what is your anniversary? Is this anniversary, birthday, et cetera? But this was the very early days of when they first started doing this. And, uh, and of course, they, they then the intervention in the customer journeys came in and said, well, we know you're going to buy anyway, but what will make it even better and make you recommend us to other people is if we say we'll send the chocolates to your wife and, and they'll arrive in another day. So you're two days late. But guess what? There's this option here which puts the blame on us and we'll say that you ordered it on time and there was a delivery problem or something. So That's genius. Really clever. And it always stuck with me. And, uh, you know, that that kind of way of doing it. But again, it was like, um, but then that again, it was where I was going to come to, was around customer lifetime value and the customer journey of now and the customer yeah. journeys of the future. They had really thought about that and utilised um, technology to, to enhance that customer journey, much like the shopkeeper who knows you very well would yep. do from their perspective. That's um, exactly. I mean, it's effectively, if you do online shopping with Waitrose or Sainsbury's, after a while, they, the technology will recognise what you like buying, which is effectively your customer journey through the shop. And they will, before you get, if you get to the end and you haven't bought a pineapple, for instance, they will, they will say to you, are you quite sure you don't want a pineapple? And they only know that because they've mapped your customer journey. Yeah. So that's why customer journeys are so important because they because they they want to catch the touch points when you're at your weakest. So you might buy something that's the touch point, or the weakest when you might be about to leave the shop. So these touch points are very. It's really crucial that you catch people at the right times on their journey to keep them with you, or possibly say we can't help you now, but we don't want you to waste your time here. We'll let you know. Mm. Yeah, ab absolutely, and and I think there's two. Well, two, two pitfalls I can think of right now, which is something that I've certainly come across in the past and I think probably been guilty of in the past as well, where either, like you said earlier on, you, you, you approach the person too quickly and you try to tell them everything about this amazing product. Yeah, but it's really great at this and this and this and this and this and buy it, buy it, just buy it. And so you get, you get OTT and then that, if that's in an email, say, and I get an email with loads of information or perhaps just I get an email which is a bit about the thing I was interested in but a, bit, a lot about other stuff I'm not interested in yeah. clearly the CRM hasn't picked up what I what I want to know what I want to hear um, that the other touch points that make me increase my purchase or, or, or switch to another um, another product but also then the yeah what, what does it you need to say at each particular touch point because yeah you, you try and say everything you you say everything the same every time on every touch point and it never differs no, so you don't, don't do that. and then that, that's the sort of thing it's almost like the, the progression of the journey yeah it, it, it's not progressing is it it's just you're you're just saying the same thing in a slightly different order different platform i suppose again and again and again yeah. um or you're overcomplicating it with i mean the amount of times you see emails where people are 
they just think, well, we've got to get, you know, five, six, seven, eight calls to action here because if we don't, we, they're terrified of, of, of missing out because they yeah, didn't include it. it. Yeah, exactly. And then it goes. And then, and then, and then it's amazing yeah. how people just lose sight of the bigger picture of, well, again, back to our example of, you know, you just want to keep it a simple point to then That's nudge right. the journey to the next point, don't you? The next yep. phase. Um, that's right I mean your customer journey once once you've started building up customers journeys because you have to learn from your customers what their journeys are as well you can't you can't just dictate it you have to flex it depending on what your customers are actually doing but then you want to build that into your personas so that you can learn from them so that if you have the perfect customer for buying your £40,000 car and of the first person who does it takes this journey you then want to go back to your persona and say right this person is actually really obsessed with color and they only didn't buy the car first time because they couldn't get the right color leather seats mm. and that is going to be a touch point that you need or that's a pain point that they've got in their persona is i've got to have natural leather seats in purple or whatever color it is and that's so you must keep feeding back into your persona so you can then start your customer journey more confidently and your you can your customer travels down the path more quickly towards the till yeah ab absolutely that's the thing and, and, and as you say it's just getting you know building up that picture and then continuing to enhance that picture each time yeah. isn't it and then just knowing more about you know how how to press the right i say press the right buttons but you know certainly encourage the right the right behavior i said the right behaviors as well this is awful it sounds very manipulative doesn't it but i mean really <laughs> that's comfortable behaviors for them Yes, exactly, exactly, and you know where they need to be, and, and it's all. I mean, again, it's a, a bit of a, a you know, a, a, I suppose all selling sort of matchmaking exercise. You know, your expectations and needs to what I can provide, yep. um, and and then I think it's sort of because it's the it's the mapping, isn't it, as well, really, which I think pe people hate sort of necessarily codifying or mapping you know putting things down on paper but i used to love you know getting in front of the whiteboard as, as you know and, and and drawing things out absolutely and then when i just say you know because it's i find it so fascinating when you then really do break down what it is that you are doing every day and that you want to do yep. better you know so that's where you really find the efficiencies the opportunities the, the problems the sort of cul-de-sacs don't you in in the customer journey and you think why do we do this yes that's right and, what, and what, why do we think this is important it doesn't seem actually isn't yeah. because actually i mean doing following your customer journey and making sure your customers are journeying correctly is very very time consuming mm. <clears throat> it takes really detailed analytics to make sure that you know what they're doing on the website and why and the detailed analytics of the your touch points so when you send them an, an an email and then a nurturing campaign and then nurturing campaign two etc etc so analytics of those touch points is takes time and energy and it's if you've got multiple customers that's a lot of work to do and it's really important to recognize that now we've got marketing automation doing some of this for us we can do it more you don't have to think about it nurturing campaigns will just happen if you've sent them up set them up properly if you've got the persona right because you start with your persona you then think this is their mark this is their um journey these are the touch points so we're going to automate this 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 and this and by the time they get to this point this nurturing campaign six whatever you're doing they will be almost at the sales point so you know where they are down the funnel the speed at which they've traveled because you know when you sent the nurturing campaigns and you can set that up automatically and then you know that this shape person goes at this speed and likes these inter interactions
and it can just happen for you in the background and you can go on doing your business mm, absolutely and, and I, I think it's one of those things where I don't know people hear perhaps a lot about it but they sort of go oh I don't know automation that's a bit sort of Terminator 2 is this a bit sort of you know it's taking over here and you know AI and, and machine learning and da 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 or, or, or they just sort of go well that sounds expensive that sounds complicated and and I, I think it's something which I remember when in the past when I've sort of looked at a you know pretty complex customer journey and then you think well let's map it out and not try to get it all done in one go as you say it's particular areas which are automated but i mean again it sort of starts with this hypothesis doesn't it about okay so i know this person i know this person's going to look like this to a certain extent when yeah. they come into the website they've, they've taken this and this and this action therefore because they've signed up to my mailing list i now know i can send them this and it's a mailing list about you know it's about the goo not the handbags they're interested yeah. in all the care products the aftercare products so they're already a customer or they own another handbag from another store, perhaps. So, okay, I know things about what they're going to do, as you say, get the persona yep. with the activity. And then it's sort of, you know, at least then you've got, you've got like a, um, yeah, the, 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 these processes in place, these automated processes in place along that journey to get to the ultimate goal. But you, you, as long as you know, because that's the thing I suppose as well, you know, your team knows what's in that actual automated process of yeah. three emails or, SMS, exactly. texts, whatever it might be. You, you kind of know what's in there and you kind of know, like uh, <laughs> this uh, show used to work as watch as a kid, Big, Big Bertha, I think it was called, where they had like, this mass magical machine and you put a load of stuff in one end and it all came out a different sort of, yeah, it magically cool. turned into different products at the other end. And um, I remember the theme song, but anyway, um, it, was, it was that sort of thing where, you know, you know what you get putting in and therefore you know kind of what's going to come out and you're going to get, you know, people who are either going to go, yes, I'm still not ready, I need to go into another cycle or I, I'm not interested. Yeah. I fall out or I go on to the next stage. And then what do you do at the next stage? And I, it, it's amazing. I think how often that's not covered or understood. I mean, either you've, you've got to be very fantastic, you know, fantastic complex, uh, extraordinary analytics software and it's all yeah. working beautifully. But, but again, it's that human element, isn't it? But understanding, okay, well, where does that put this person now? You know, how far along are they? What do I do next? Um, what is and you have got to be careful not to assume that although your awful lot of your customers will be similar and they will probably go down the same path around the shop in the same way, you need to make sure that you catch the outliers because there will be some people that charge in and just want to go straight from the front door to the till because they know they want to buy it now and they get annoyed if they're suddenly stopped all the time, white papers shoved in their faces and loads of advice coming in when they've made their decision already, thank you very much. So you've got to be careful that you give people breathing space that they can map their own journey at the, at the speed they want to do it. Mm. So when people are moving through your website, it's always a useful idea to have bits of your website where you can give let them say, yeah, move on or completed or something. Don't force people to go through a process because that's what you think the journey looks like. Yeah, absolutely. And, and, and it's crucial, I suppose, you know, with websites. I mean, uh, having done so, lots of uh, <coughs> workshops where you're looking at, you know, user experience, you've got these UX experts and, yeah. and, uh, and they, you know, quite often will ask, you expect them to ask either highly technical questions about, well, we can do this and this and this, these incredible, like the widgets I mentioned earlier on, these yep. extraordinary ideas but actually then it just comes back to this you know what is what are you trying to do what what's this human being looking at the website trying to do next and i think sometimes like i mentioned earlier on about the the overcomplicated nature of, of of experiences because you can do all these incredible things or because a website can look beautiful 
and, uh, and, and perhaps minimalist or, or, or packed with data and information. It, it, it's, it's wonderful from a kind of internal perspective, looking, well, this magnificent edifice we've created, this is extraordinary. But if, you know, if you've got an amazing uh, railway station, which is all hyper-modern and beautiful and, and lovely pictures on the walls, the rest of it, but no one can find the loo, then <laughs> unfortunately, that's not going to work very well, is it? It's not very utilitarian. <laughs> well, they can't actually find the train. They can't find the train even yeah exactly the core yeah. purpose of the whole bloody building they cannot find the train so so it's just fantastic but but i mean that's i think quite often with and obviously websites not being the only part of the customer journey and everything but obviously a critical one for most businesses as we know these days that thing of in the past where you know you you just you've lost sight of the most fundamental simple thing about making it easy making it simple yep. and saying in clear in, in in this example in english but in clear speech you know this is what this is and yep. go here next absolutely signposting, you know. or give people a choice do you want to buy this immediately learn a bit more <clears throat> or have a chat with a specialist give them choices that are very very clear mm. not, and don't leave them saying our the product is this incredibly marvelous handbag now what don't ask them what do you want to know now mm. they're going to go don't know what can you tell me and that's yeah. too difficult for customers you've got to give them nice abc options yeah exactly and and, and sort of that and, and and as you say for i mean the, the best the best designed experiences where you would go okay well the next part of my journey as you say for for some people who who've gone charging straight ahead bull in the china shop they what they want to get to this this area where they, they go through they purchase okay great fantastic but the ones who then say well i need more evidence to to justify and to yeah. to back this up again that comes back to personas doesn't it i think if you're like like when uh, in the past i've been selling you know education courses and perhaps you know that most people going on this it's not their it's their decision they'd like to do it but it's not their budget it's their boss's budget or their l d budget so actually what they really need they've experienced all this stuff and you, you've given them all the information which is really good for them to make them decide god i've got to go on this leadership program it's the best thing since sliced bread but then the actual business benefits and the money and the specifics, yep. the details could be really nicely downloaded in this little packet of data here, which then could yep. be printed or, or emailed or whatever sent directly to your purchasing department to then say, okay, yeah, you've got a bit of a business case there, you know, and yep. I think it's something where, as you say, it, does, it takes that time and consideration to, to, well, I said to think of those things, but also I suppose reach out, like we said before with our audiences and understand what could be better about the experience yeah. they've had to so that point That's where right. they actually have purchased how well not just how well did we do but kind of yeah what specifically were there needless barriers were yeah. there pieces of information which we put up we didn't want what was there anything that would have made it more straightforward or interesting fun yeah. it can't be too fun because you have to get on with it don't you yes exactly <laughs> but that's, i mean customer journeys are a very good way to nail points where you've possibly got something wrong because if you, you they've arrived in your website and they've they really like this handbag and they've started looking at it and they're very pleased that it's got this very long arm i mean handle and they're very pleased with the number of pockets it's got that's terrific and they've the goo seems a very good idea and so they've passed through all these bits of your website <clears throat> and then all of a sudden they've just disappeared <clears throat> they're not going to tell you why they've just stopped and everybody, everyone except two percent of people, just stop at that particular place. That's a real. Then it's, that's telling you more than you could possibly imagine about what you've got to look at. Why are they stopping there? I mean, are they stopping there because <clears throat> the handbag is perfect, but you only do it in chartreuse? 
and that is a really unacceptable colour for almost everybody. And is it that that's stopping them? And it, so customer journeys, where people drop out, is a really, really big learning point for you. Mm, absolutely, and and it because it makes me think as well about uh, um, you know uh, g going back. Um, I say earlier. I mean, no, it, it is absolutely part of the customer journey. But the the ones who are not as yet customers, as it were, in inverted commas, they're the prospective customers, the leads. Because it's something that I look at quite a lot, and people have sort of said to me about, well, okay, so what are we looking for? What 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 are we actually looking for in terms of you know somebody who you know what again? This is all feeding towards our analytics debate, which we will be having our we'll analytics have. podcast. But I mean, again, this sort of analytics and the practicalities around, you know, and your audiences, so you know who you're after, but then are they interested? Can you attribute enough interest based on the statistics that you have, you know, the analytics you have from, say, your social media? Because you may find that, you know, a lot of your customers are, and maybe it's not, you know, it's not, it's not a, um, a commerce website and they're not going to be, you know, committing any details on purchase at that point. And a lot of your existence is on is on social. You know, you, you, you've got a big, massive Facebook channel and maybe LinkedIn, et cetera, or a Twitter, whatever it might be. But you're you're going great. Well, wow, fantastic. We've got, you know, 10,000 followers now. And that's brilliant. And then and we only have 200 who ever regularly comment on what we do and, and, and this many who look at our products on the website. But then, you know, understanding from the early point, you know, or, or perhaps when you've just started to actually analyze this for the first time, the number of people who just, they've got all this stuff, they've got all this fantastic presence, but they've never actually tried to understand what it is. And then perhaps they do that when times are tough. And then they try and understand why people come there. But then I quite often talk about this, you know, this um, engaged uh, user or engaged customer. Um, obviously, the more the user and the lead is more important to understand, well, you know, what, what are the key factors, the key analytics that indicate that they are at least engaged and interested and what is it they're interested in so at least you can start the ball rolling but yeah. i think sometimes it's difficult to even start at that that very early stage where they're walking past the shop window are they are they sort of looking at you in a provocative in a sort of a, well, not provocative way but in a, in a an well, interested way are they eyeing the handbags yes that's right their bowler hat or or are they just you know looking at the window because they like the look of the glass i don't know yeah, <laughs> no, that's right or are they looking through your past your past your handbags at something else in the window it's you know or are they comparing your handbags with the handbags they just saw because they just visited something else before mm. so and it, it, i mean I th just going back to something you just were going to say it's, it's part of the customer journey is when they move from um platform to platform because mm. they might start their relationship with you on um, let's say facebook and it's very crucial to see what are they doing on Facebook? Are they, are they, before they ever click through to your website, are they actually spending seven hours on Facebook talking to other Facebook users, talking to other customers on Facebook before they ever think, oh, actually, no, maybe this is right for me and they click through. In which case, perhaps your Facebook page needs to have different calls to action on it or different information on it, or the click through to your website ought to be starting to replicate the conversation people are having on Facebook. Mm -hmm. So you, it might teach you something about how you want to speak to your people and when they get to your web page. So it's really important to look at what, how they got, how, how their journey started. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, and, and that's the thing, as, as you mentioned there about also with the, you know, uh, and looking at handbags elsewhere, you know, because you're, you're existing on comparison sites, for example, you might be, you, you might be a sort of yeah. more commoditized sort of uh, um, industry or, 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 I don't know, Pinterest, whatever, you know, you, you, your customers are hopefully talking to your 
you know your existing customers are talking about you elsewhere yeah. and it's just outside of your view isn't it so yep. then again it's like well what is it and i guess that comes back to branding and and the, you know the whole the original part about what market research for market research again part two of amanda's uh, podcast coming out very soon anyway by the way you might have listened to it already by the time this comes out but anyway it doesn't matter it's all relative um the um the 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 side of understanding what 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 are people saying about us where are they saying this and where do we need to be you know how, how do we need to be represented where it's not in our direct control and we can't yep. even see people um uh, talking about us or thinking about us and that's right and it's knowing that isn't it? and comparison as well isn't it i suppose with your competitors you know what yep. is it they're doing there as well um, i mean it's really important to actually become members of your competitors facebook pages mm, go mm. and chat on them Go and see what people are talking about because they might be being horrible about you. Mm. They might be going, well, you know, I've only come here because I really wanted to buy that other handbag. But, you know, my friend got one and she said the bottom fell out after three weeks and I just thought that's just rubbish. And you might learn things about yourself by being on, on your competitors' Facebook pages. Hopefully you enjoyed that little meander through customer journeys and we shall be releasing part two of our customer journeys meander hopefully next week. So watch out for that one. If you do have anything you'd like to feed back to us or you have any questions or any subjects you'd like to discuss, then please do contact us at meanderspod on Twitter or email at meanderspod at gmail.com. Thanks very much. Bye for now.